Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. All right, what do we have for you tonight? We have something I've been dying to talk about. Um, this issue of uh, houses in in Johannesburg, and we know that they have quite a bit of a history and how they were allocated on 99-year leases um, and how that sort of seemed to have changed. But there are problems that arise from these houses, and these problems arise essentially from what we call as Africans family homes and our endearment to where we were born and where we come from. And uh, I'm, I'm joined in the studio uh, by Mr. Dikang Uhuru Mulawai, the MEC for Human Settlements. I'll be introducing him as well as the Registrar of Deeds and a property lawyer. That's our show for tonight. Know your rights. Know the law. The Law Report with Michael Matuining Bill. A very good evening to you and welcome to the Law Report. First things first, uh, thank you so much to Mapaseka Mukwele. She's back with you again tomorrow evening uh, at 7, as she always is from Monday to Thursday. So you can look forward to yet another show uh, from her. But tonight, something uh, um, that we've, we've, we've touched on this topic before, uh, although not in the detail that I intend to traverse it tonight, where we're looking at uh, some of your rights, some of, the, some of the pitfalls and some of the risks, because I think many of us don't realize just how much risk lies um, in in the in in these properties, of course, these properties are moving hands as they should. You know, properties should should move hands from time to time. And 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 I could tell you, for example, um, our our allegiance and our 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 sentiment around family homes come from exactly from being an African, because you know that you know um, when when an African person says I'm from this place they they you know it's not just a light thing for them it's a it's a very significant thing and it's for that reason that you'd find that a homestead would move from um, uh, generation to generation and and the idea of even selling uh, selling it never arises but unfortunately as we have life today selling does happen as people do move on and families become smaller and smaller so that's our show tonight i do look forward to all of your calls give us a ring 086-00-0959 you can also tweet me i'm at my bill that's my twitter handle all right i got a i got an interesting lineup of guests for you and and of course this problem doesn't have a legal uh uh, uh a consequence it also has a political and, and policy um, a consequence and helping me to to understand some of the uh, what we can expect and what is out there for us as Africans in in township South Africa is Mr. Dikang Uhuru Mwilua. Uh, He's the MEC for Human Settlements. Uh, uh, MEC, good evening and thank you so much for joining us on the Law Report. Uh, good evening and good evening to Bomkaya. And um, also, I'm joined by the Registrar of Deeds uh, for Johannesburg, uh, Ms. Makazi Wentuli. Uh, Ms. Wentuli, good evening to you and welcome. Good evening and good evening to our listeners at home. And also, uh, finally, a property lawyer and a colleague um, in the law profession, Ms. Palisa Siema. Ms. Siema, good evening and welcome. Good evening to the listeners and uh, to all Womkaya. I suppose, and, and before I even pose my questions, because my questions are not as important as your questions, you got to call us and you got to have your questions answered and you can, you can have them answered by give a, giving us a ring 86 I have every type of guest for you available. Let's start with, you know, um, sort of the, the state of affairs uh, as we know it. I mean, when we're talking about South African townships, there, there, there are townships in, 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 in the West Rand, Kajiso, uh, Soweto, um, all sorts of places, and, and most of them would have been awarded on a 99-year lease. 
basis. I, I understand that. Is this still the case with all of them, or has has that shifted somewhat? If if I could perhaps pose that uh, to to you, uh, Mr. Ntuli. Okay, I think uh, these various uh, types of properties. Mm-hmm. There's those like the former black townships, of which most of them, but not all, but most of them, uh, is from your, your, your PTOs, uh, which is your permission to occupy. Yeah. There's those also <coughs> whereby uh, there was an owner who sold the property. So actually, it's, it's not like it's generally all from the, the permission to occupy. It depends which type of townships are you talking about. Right, right. Uh, MEC, if I could bring you in, um, y- y- you obviously um, in the preamble to, to to the show, you heard me sort of um, highlight what I perceive to certainly be the issues and the risks, and 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 just to reiterate, you know, some of the some of the um, uh, issues that we have and and and, and they're going to grow is the issue of family homes and how they are treated. Is there some kind of um, law or? Or, 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 or policy directive insofar as the management of those? Well, definitely in so far as uh, policy and management mm-hmm. is concerned, well, there are interventions that have been made. And one of those is fundamentally to restore the dignity of the majority that was hitherto excluded from property rights. Sure. Primarily is the African people. Mm-hmm in general and african i mean or blacks in general mm-hmm. i mean the colored the indians and the africans let's, sure. let's use those sure. just to explain and illustrate our point mm-hmm. that these are the blacks that were excluded from property rights but sure. over time certain sections <coughs> my apologies of mm-hmm. this uh, <coughs> majority were given certain concessions and property rights yeah to the exclusion of the majority of africans the consequence is that you have had townships existing in South Africa which were actually not registered as titles. Sure. But just so the whole geog- township, not just a... The entire not township just, yeah, not yeah. registered as a title, yeah. but just as a geographical area. Yeah. Now, post-apartheid South Africa, fast forward, says every South African must have the right to property. The first thing that you need to do to assert that right is to ensure that people have got title dates. Now, as policy makers and policy implementers, we come across that legacy of apartheid where people are staying in townships that are not registered with the deeds office, they are not registered with the surveyor general. Uh, they just don't exist. They are just geographical spaces yes. with addresses, of course. Our task, therefore, is to undo that. And as we undo that, we unravel real facts, hardcore facts, 264 townships in Gauteng alone are not registered. With That's the, staggering. With the, with, the, with the deeds office. That's a staggering but, number. But we too, in post-apartheid South Africa, due to pressure of development, we also compromised standards and almost fell into the trappings um, of the system that we have defeated. In part because the people are migrating to urban centers, they are looking for jobs, economic opportunities, and they moved into areas such as Gauteng. Mm. And they demand, human beings necessarily, yeah. of necessity will demand living space. Mm. And as a consequence, policymakers will be forced, without a choice, to approve certain developments that are not enrolled with um, regulatory authorities, yeah. probably also not registered with this office, Almost perpetuating, perpetuating uh, 
the legacy that we are seeking, or Nelson Mandela, the president of, of the People's Republic of South, of the Republic of South Africa, mm. I'm a socialist. <laughs> um, I like this people's thing. Uh, sought to eradicate yeah. by restoring, among others, the right of the people of Soweto who have been paying rent for 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 you know for 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 decades. Yes. To be uh, for their dignity to be restored by transferring all those houses to the people of Soweto. But you know, President Nelson Mandela declared the transfer of all townships to the majority of people that did not have ownership of those houses, but did not give them the title deeds. Yes. It became such a tedious process yes. of just getting one address to be attached with the title deed. And this is the legacy we are seeking and working to, to eradicate in our system. And, and, and using Soweto as an example, and, and I remember that time where permits were being allocated to people. Have we completed that process or is that process still underway? Well, the townships such as Soweto, Kahiso, Mamelodi, uh, Pelendaba, Atridgeville, Salisville, Katlehon, Togoza, mm. not Dugatole. Mm. <laughs> okay. Uh, Duduza, uh, uh, mm. Most of those townships would, uh, would have had um, um, their status as townships uh, easily, you know, conveyed or, yes. or converted into registered townships. Mm. And, and it is upon which we are now processing the title deeds. The Premier has instructed that close to 169,000 title deeds need to be transferred to the people that do not have titles over their properties by the end of his term. Mm. But the reality is that we, we, we are confronted by the fact that some of these townships are not registered. So you need to register the township first and then get into the tedious process of getting titles for these people. Now, just getting a title for one household itself is a tedious pro progress, process because you, you now need to know exactly for whom are you, are you uh, transferring the title. Mm. Now, these are almost like 60, 70, 70 years old townships mm. with a lot of beneficiaries. And, and that that, are, that, that's exactly... That they have inherited, yeah. yes. the, 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 in quotes, the title, yes. but they actually don't have the title. Yes. Now, you can imagine someone is married in Cape Town, some, someone is in London, someone is in Mafikin, somebody is in wherever, mm. and you want to transfer a title, you've got to look for all of these people, interview them individually to keep consent that so-and-so is a rightful inheritor, if you mean, of the title. Now, this is the complex process that uh, the process of uh, issuing title deeds to citizens are. If you take just Alexander for instance, more than 100 years, mm. you can imagine plot number 23, for an example, in whatever avenue it is in Alexander, 100 years old, how many beneficiaries yeah. Of the land there, yes. yeah. particularly where um, the title was not, um, and my learned friend here will explain it much better in the in the language of lawyers. Mm -hmm. But the title would not have been declared in terms of a will. Mm. So it's a deceased estate, and the deceased has passed away probably maybe 70, 80 years, 60 years, and so on. And you've got to get a corrective measure to get exactly um, who the rightful title holder should be amongst many in inheritance of the property. So it's complex. It's mm. not really very easy. Mm. So when we issue title deeds every week, you must know that this has been a function of hard work mm. from government that is led uh, by Premier Makura and Gauteng. Mm. And of course, the president has called on 
every policymaker in our space to ensure that we restore this dignity to the people that were here to denied property rights. It's a tedious process. I'm in conversation with MEC for Human Settlement, uh, Mr. Muela. Now, let me just talk about, sorry, I'm having a voice thing. Um, the registration of properties to multiple people. Mm-hmm. It, it is uh, uh, possible because what is happening currently as uh, MEC has actually explained. Yes. Yes. Go for it. Yes. Okay. Yeah, as actually the MEC has explained the processes and everything, because the challenge is currently in our legislation, there is no provision for family titles. Yeah. So, but there are interventions to that while waiting for legislation, Mm -hmm. because uh, it's either the family can register a trust where all the family members can be actually be beneficiaries. Okay, that's that's a useful idea because I mean, part of the part of the problem with these properties is that. There's nine kids born. Yes. Um, of the from the from the what was then the owner of the property, yes. probably deceased at that point. Yes. Th- of those nine, one of them has died and has grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And th- one of the biggest problems has been, well, of these nine children and three other grandchildren, who do you register the property to? And 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 so that's what you're addressing as as sort of a possible solution. Yes. Yeah, because the thing is, it's up to the family. If they want to register all the family members in the title deed, mm. there is nothing wrong with that. It is possible. Okay. There's actually no limitation on the number of uh, beneficiaries. But remember, there's also laws of interstate succession to say that if ever, like, the registered owner is passed on, you need to check if there was a will or not. Yes. And then if there was no will, then the laws of interstate kicks in. It also depends on the value of the property. If it was less than the ex, the, uh, the determined yeah. uh, amount, which is, I think it was 250000 then that property will devolve to the surviving spouse. But then if it's more than that, then it will be the surviving spouse and the, actually the, 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 the children. But where there is no surviving spouse and there is no will, it should go to the children in individual shares but then also depend on the date of death if ever those children died after the death of their parent then their descendants or their beneficiaries could also inherit based on the share of their uh, yeah. parent. so let me understand you can register property to any number of people yes there's no limit and but, yes um, <laughs> but the practicality of it is a problem yeah uh, in a sense that um, say you have four descendants who are minors and this property is registered in all the four names mm-hmm. and um, they go, mm-hmm. they get married and they each get married in community of property. Yes. Then that means there's now eight owners and amongst the eight owners, there's going to be divorces, there's going to be um, death, death um, and, and it's, it's a... Mm-hmm. It's not practical. And also when it comes to the maintenance, the payment of the rates and taxes, they sort of all don't want to take care and, of And somebody then comes and says, hang on. Exactly. It becomes... And, and, and now the property is registered in, in, in everybody's name. Yes. Yeah. And the thing is, usually when one of the people dies, one of the parties dies, say it's all eight of them and the letter of authority or letter of executorship has been issued to one of them 
it becomes a problem because there's also the lack of understanding of what this letter actually says. Why would a person be issued with that? Most of our people look at that letter and think it's ownership. They think it gives you the authority to own property. And that on its own creates a problem. And remember, because now this person has been issued with a letter of authority and the house has been probably just registered. Say it hasn't been um, dealt with in terms of the interstate succession or in terms of the As are many, by the way. I mean, yeah. It becomes really a problem. Yes, it's allowed. But the practicality is an issue. And, and, and I think it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? Because mm. on the one hand, there's nine of us. Exactly. How, how do you work out who of the nine kids is going to get the property? Then if you give it to all nine kids, then the, the problems that you identify are right. Yes. But let me see. Let me just get a sense from you. I mean, you've described what, what seems to me like a very um, uh, 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 onerous but complicated job of trying to locate and identify and uh, uh, award ownership to the right people. You have now a scenario like this where, you know, it's potentially eight people or or 12 or whatever the number might be. How do you manage that? Is there some kind of preference given to the occupant, for example, of the property to say, or I don't want to say lesbian because everybody who's lesbian thinks they deserve the house, but so-and-so and I've been staying here for 10 years. The criteria surely must be something of a difficult task for you in your effort. Yeah, no, it doesn't suffer, really. Mm. That's the difficulty of identifying who are the inheritance of the title. Mm. And necessarily, as government, do not want to create situations where there will be litigations and, 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 and tensions and fights mm. among the families. If you just want to know for interest mm. uh, the number of disputes already in, 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 in houses where we have transferred titles in old townships such as Soweto, Alexander and so on, just family disputes around inheritance mm. is such a nightmare. So you, you, you need to um, get the government officials to do everything in their power to look for members of the family irrespective of where they reside now this is dependent on the honesty of the person you find in the house yes to say who were you born with um whose house is this originally Mm. how do you find yourself in here where are your siblings and so on and so on Mm. and one information look to our officials even go to next door neighbors just to verify if the guy they find in the house um, is necessarily a legitimate claimant, you know, to the title, just to find out the family tree and who stayed there. And in many cases, our officials discovers that, in fact, the, the guy who's claiming the title in the house is not necessarily the only beneficiary. Mm. And mm. then it's the onus on government officials to go and look in as much as they can. Um, people that necessarily should give consent on who should actually be uh, you know, the recipient of the title. Once we've gone through that system, um, we we almost reached the conclusion based on probability mm. that we have done everything possible, humanly possible, mm. to determine who could be. And if, say, seven out of eight says, give him the title, we've got our own houses, you don't have a problem. Wow, that's Christmas that's, for us. Yeah. 
which, yeah. which I'm sure comes once a year. It's very scarce to get that kind of situation. Yeah. If yeah. I could just um, yeah. tap in that, you know what I've, I've discovered, I mean, in, the, in practice, I see people agree. They say, okay, they go to the Department of Human Settlement, an inquiry is held, and they reach a settlement to say, okay, eight of us, or just the one person can then, when they have problems, usually it would be, uh, my marriage has failed, I want to go back home, but the property was awarded to this person, and it becomes a problem. And because ownership it's a complete right it's, sure. it's an absolute right yeah once you have that title uh you can do almost anything you can mm. alienate it you can, you can mortgage it but when your siblings say we want to come back we just gave it to you so that you can be a custodian it becomes a problem yeah and and, and, and it's not and even about coming back do. only i mean the other problem is for, for many of us we want to be buried at our exactly. homes and we don't refer, we don't regard our own residences as homes exactly and there's yeah. this thing i mean as africans but yes. you know in yeah. you know stuff yes. like that yeah. as africans those are the principles that we live with so we always always want to go back but um having said that i i think look there's ways yeah we can try and and and, and sort these things out but we need to educate our people. I mean, there's a principle, I'm sure you would know, a fide commissum, yeah. which is you have to have a will. In the will, you say, I bequeath my property to my son, subject to a condition that on his death, it devolves to the other son or the daughter or whoever. But because of the law, yeah. it, it's limited and, 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 to and, a third and, and generation. We've got we to touch on that. I mean, that, that goes to estate planning. Which a lot of us, because I can, uh, I can reach. Yes. How much have estate planning? I'm thinking, yo, mm. and, 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 and the reality is estate planning can be for anybody. Exactly. Mm. I mean, that's a big issue because when you speak to our people, when you say, why aren't you having a will? Yeah. They'll tell you, uh, it's just the house that I was given to the municipality. It's exactly. nothing really. But it is a property. You need to deal with it. And, 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 and I think another conversation to have is about RDP houses. And, and, and I'm curious to hear from you on that one, MEC. But let's take a break. And when we come back, we continue our chat. Know your rights. Know the law. The Law Report with Michael Matuening Bill. Welcome back. We continue our discussion. We're talking about property law. Anything that you want to know about property law, um, I've got um, uh, three guests for you. Uh, notably, uh, the MEC for Human Settlements, uh, Mr. Dikhang Uhuru Muilua, and um, he, you know, he he can share some insights not only in terms of where you can find help, but some of the policy directions. Because I think some of the times we look at the law on a very strict basis and, and the more we know, the more information we have about what is out there, where we can get help, who can help us, the better. And this is the show for you. So do give us a ring, 086-00-00959. Um, also joined by property lawyer, uh, Ms. Palisa Siema, as well as the uh, Registrar of Deeds, Ms. Magaziwe Nduli. Let me take uh, uh, a call. Let's go to Tolu calling from Attridgeville. Good evening, Tolu. Uh, evening, panel. Um, thank you for taking my call. Uh, this topic is one of the sensitive uh, um, topic that happens within our families. Um, I'm actually uh, one of the, not say to say a victim, but my, some of my family are going through the same thing. 
However, I had the, the panel there talking about Soweto, Ikrileni, um, Alexandra, etc., etc. However, it, to, to make the matter short, it's one of those families where we had a, a home and one of the uncles chased all the family out and then he got married and transferred the house into his name. And then when he reconciled with it with other people, he said he was going to give the house back, but he didn't because he was going through a divorce and other matters. Unfortunately, what happened to our family is that my mom's uncle passed on. The house automatically, because he was married, went to the wife. And the wife was no longer living in that house anymore and, and et cetera, et cetera. But to make the matters short is that if we can have clear gardens, how, because we tried our municipality, they say you're not the rightful owner, which is in the legal way, yes, it's not because today it's sitting in another person's name. But the title deed, if you look at it, it goes back when the previous government, was, there was no title deed. And when that process started to be initiated, he claimed to be the only person. And, 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 and from our side, from Attrichville side, there was files in, in where the family had to come together, agree we're giving the house to you, etc. That process was not even looked at. And then when we inquired in that thing, is that the saddest part is that the people are left, it's my, it's, it's my other families, which just doesn't work. And then to go for legal battles, it's, it's tedious for them. They cannot even afford it. They're living, they're scattered all over. And hence I'm saying, if we can have a clear guidance, how, how do we initiate this process? Because if okay. people living in squatter camps and everybody, they have a home. It's, 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 it's sad. Okay, so um, th- th- there's, there's allegations of fraud in there. Um, there's ways where, you know, uh, they can go approach the human settlements because what I understand is that when the investigation was made from the permission to occupy, which was, you know, the old permits, an investigation was done. And when that investigation was done to establish who would then be the rightful owner, from what I gather, she says it wasn't done properly. And there's a section that gives um, a right to appeal. So they can go to the human uh, settlement, put their facts, and it can be appealed. And it can then be registered or the cancellation of the title deed can be effected. Yeah, yeah, you, you want to come yeah, in? Uh, because I think what she has mentioned is that, yes, Padisa has said there was issues of fraud. But then in terms of the disregistries, there are provisions to cancel the title date, but it should be by a court order. So yes. they can also uh, approach the court because it's two issues here. There is a criminal case. If there is issues of fraud, there is also a investigation. The, the, the would-be criminal is deceased. Yeah, because they're saying the property was supposed to go yeah, but one the, of the, the family uncle, members is deceased now it's the wife who says well oh, this was my yeah. husband but then it can also be a litigation a matter whereby they can approach the court for the cancellation mm. but also there is also other avenues whereby they can approach the human settlement but the bottom line is there are ways of cancelling well, the, the title what's cheaper and more useful sort of avenue you know I, I know courts can be you, you know they have their own process is there a cheaper sort of uh, okay. State provided, or you know, yeah, because I, I think that's probably where the real help 
uh, or, or the expedited help can come from. Yeah. from. Mm-hmm. Not, not that courts are not real help. Yeah. yeah, but then when it comes to the cancellation of a title deed <clears> in <throat> terms of the Deeds Registries Act, there is no any other way of cancelling a title deed other than the court order. Yeah. They might try to get assistance maybe from legal aid or from human settlement, but either way, the title deed has to be cancelled and it can only be cancelled by way of a court order. Right. If I may uh, tap in there, I mean, um, there, there are organizations like probono.org yes. where obviously a person has to go through the means test yeah. to see if they can afford or they can't afford. Uh, and if they can't afford, there's lawyers who are there who can um, bring a high court application to cancel the title deed. Yeah, I'm just taking from what you were saying, uh, MEC, when you were saying, for example, before you allocate a house, um, you would do your own investigations. And um, is there some kind of help that would come from human settlements, for example, to say, well, you know, we didn't have this information and now that you bring this information, this is the kind of help that we can give or this is where we can direct you? Yeah. Well, we can only advise uh, a citizen to go to the local municipality, housing department, Mm -hmm. lodge a complaint. Yeah. And there are structures established, you know, to mediate Mm. um, and, and, and where possible... Uh, bring everybody together, establish the facts, and indeed, if there are there's a dispute, mm-hmm. then you know legislation uh, provide for those disputes to be settled in court. Now, the the challenge is going to be who pays the costs. Yeah, and I think this is where policy in matters such as this ones, mm. it's uh, is somewhat silent. And as policymakers, we need to create mechanisms for such cases to be to be represented in court. Otherwise, how do you get uh, someone who's homeless, unemployed, and, and has got the rightful yeah, some uh, claim, to, claim the you know, to the title because um, proper procedures are not followed? Indeed. You know, it's, it's really a difficulty. But as she says, only the court can turn uh, the issue of the title that was issued around. Mm-hmm. And we are having difficulties at the present moment with the so-called RDP houses. Yes, I, I wanted to come back to that. We, we have yeah. difficulties mm. in the early 90s when we embarked on reconstruction and development program. Now, these houses have, uh, uh, you know, assumed the title RDP houses yes. because they were a function of reconstruction and development addressing, uh, you know, the legacy of apartheid. People in the rural areas not having been allowed to settle in urban areas. It was a, a rapid response mm. uh, to that situation. Now, most of those houses were built without um, uh, transfer of titles at the same time. Sure. Um, so, so some people, for one reason or the other, um, opted to go back to the rural areas for one reason or the other. Maybe the husband has died, mm. or the house at home is now empty. There's no one. There is livestock there that needs to be taken care of. And this guy sells the house to anyone, mm. foreigner or South African. Mm. Right, without a title. Mm. Now this guy is staying somewhere in, in the in the hinterlands of our country, in, in the Traskai, the Northwest, or wherever. You know this person came from. And now we are issuing title deeds, and 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 for one reason or the other, we find this person. Mm. Hey, you have a title deed, or you live here, so you live. So by virtue of them living there, well, well, that, through, that's who you find. Yeah. Well, through our investigation, we find this person. This person comes. Yeah. And she doesn't, he, she does not declare that, in fact, I sold this house to someone. Yes. Right? And she comes to the hall. The premier has issued title deeds. MEC is happy. We are giving people title deeds. Every, so we're giving title deeds to someone who actually 
does not stay in the house, the neighbors then start complaining. But that house is occupied by Zimbabwean or a Nigerian or whatever um, who has bought the house. Now, we have this difficulty at the present moment. It's mm. such a difficult situation. And we've made a call to South Africans that this house belongs to the state. The first right of refusal, if you sell, if you de- decide that you are resettling back in the, in the, in the rural areas, um, declare the house to the state. And then probably the state can see if you have done some improvements or what if you, and b- before eight years expires, because the policy says you are not the owner of a government house stock until after you have been an occupant for eight years. Yes. Most South Africans have sold these houses to foreigners. And then they come back to blame government and say And that, come back and queue And again. say that government is giving houses to foreigners. Yes. When in actual fact, it is them that have sold the houses to foreigners. In many cases, pure cases of corruption. And we have detected such. And where such is, um, you know, is spotted and we have evidence, we have referred such matters to the police, you mm. know, for for execution. But there are cases of corruption. There are cases of South Africans selling houses to foreigners. But also the challenge is some of them, they're not even selling them like properly so. Yes. What they do is they just go to police station, sign an affidavit, exchange monies and move into the house. Mm. And then now along the way, you find that the houses change hands five, ten times, Absolutely. informally so. Mm. Yeah. And our registration system in our country is a system of registration of title. The only proof of ownership in South Africa is a title deed. Yeah. Then you find now people coming to our offices and say that I bought this pre- property to this person and the person has passed on. Mm. And remember, they don't even have a title deed. Mm. So even the beneficiaries or the children of those people who've bought those properties cannot even bequeath those properties because to they, their children because there is no proof of ownership yes. and even the registered owner is deceased and there is no trace or anything so those properties will become a challenge because how do you now transfer that because it's only the owner who can transfer the property and no one else I see the so calls those are, are the challenges that we are having out there Thank, th- thank you, uh, Ms. Ntuli. I think the calls are, are piling up uh, and let's try to deal with some of them. Uh, Tandi from Takani, good evening to you. Uh, hi, Michael and the team there. Um, it's so funny because I wanted to ask about RTP houses and yes. you guys just touched on it right now, but then I'll proceed anyway. So my mother passed away in 2013 and the house is registered under her name, but now we can't change it because they told us that we don't have a title deed. But now the problem is Maxigingot is as a uh, it's still under her name, but then she's no longer, she's no more. So what can we do in this case? Okay. Pardon? Where's the title deed? We don't have it. It has not been issued out as yet. That's what we were told because we did go to the local municipal office to find out what can we do. I, I, I think in that case, um, you should go to the, the police station or the commission of oath. Mm-hmm with everybody that is involved, your siblings, your brother, sister, younger sister, everybody that is there, that has got the rightful claim to the house. Make an affidavit with the commission of oath, and then go to court, high court, to, to make an application, because this is now a deceased estate. Mm. In a sense, the title, I can tell you, we're going to be issuing the title if Home Affairs has not written off. Now, that is the complexity. Of this case, right? Because once you passed away, home affairs takes you out of the system. But you are not dead. Your record remains that you have passed away. Yeah. 
So you can go to Home Affairs and they'll check the records and say, indeed, this um, uh, declaration is uh, in tandem with the claim. And all of that will then have to go to uh, court for a declaration because it's a deceased estate. And after that, an application can then be made for the transfer of the title deed to all the siblings. And then that's when the siblings have to um, sit together and say whose title this is. Mm. And there's nothing wrong with all the, all the siblings collectively being beneficiaries of that title. Mm -hmm. There's absolutely nothing wrong in that situation. But it's a, it's a complicated matter, as you can, you can see. Indeed. Yeah, yeah but uh, what I also need to um, maybe find out, usually people say, we went to the local office. Mm. Uh, they mean the municipality. Yeah. And in fact, when they go to the deeds office, there is actually a title deed that was issued. However, it cannot be located. Sure. So mm -hmm. maybe what they need to do is yeah. to go to the deeds office yes. to make sure that there is indeed no title deed um, because our people confuse the local authorities yes. and the deeds office. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and Zagan is it, in the East Rand. Yeah. Do they have to come to you? Do you Johannesburg. Johannesburg all-encompassing East Rand as well? Or is it yeah, because Ekuruleni, part of Ekuruleni falls under Johannesburg and the other part in Pretoria, but that is it's, it's not... Uh, is yeah, They can still yes. come to Johannesburg deeds office because I wanted to say that, uh, let's say if the title deed was issued mm. and it's lost, mm. They can get a copy of, yes. of that for information purposes. Sure. But then if they want to replace the original, if it was issued, they can still get the title deed to, to actually replace the original. But that one, it will be through the conveyancer. So I fully agree that the first point here, they must come to the deeds office just to verify if the title deed was issued or not. And then from there, then they will be able to know exactly what should be done. 100%. Let's take another call. Uh, as a Tato from the East Rand. Another Tato. Yes. Yes, sir. How are Hello. you guys? Well, thanks, Tato. Yourself? Uh, good. Great. Thank you. I just needed advice. Uh, you touched on something regarding title deeds with uh, probably, let's say, I've got four siblings and I'm the one staying in the house and my parents actually passed away and the deed is actually registered to one of my siblings and now that they are actually single and living in their own houses and... Okay, is it possible for, for, for me to actually register for the house to be in my name, the deed actually, brother? Okay, if the title deed has already been issued to your brother, the only way that the ownership can be transferred to other siblings or you, it will be the brother transferring some of those rights to you. Because also my question, it, it was, how did it go to your brother alone? Was it because there was a will? That has indicated that your brother alone should be the one inheriting the property. Yeah. I, I think before because we those lose are him, the issues. Tata, do you want to maybe explain that before before we let okay. you go? I'm, I'm actually making a scenario because this is not really me, but my from my grandmother's side. Mm. She actually, I'm not sure if it was an, uh, a will or not, but it it somehow was registered in my aunt's name from her. Okay. I, I think that's the part that you should actually try to establish because if uh, the other sibling has inherited the property in terms of the will, that person has inherited the property unless if there's an agreement that he also wants to transfer some of the uh, shares of that property to you. Mm. All right. Let's, let's take another call. And um, or perhaps before we do that, Eddie G is, is prompting me to take 
um, a break. Let's take a quick break and we're back after this. Know your rights. Know the law. The Law Report with Michael Matuining Bill. It's before uh, 9 o'clock. Um, yeah. 16 minutes before 9 o'clock, we continue to take your calls talking about property law. And my guests tonight are the MEC for Human Settlements, Mr. Dikhang Uhuru Muilua, and he's the MEC for Human Settlements, as well as uh, Ms. Makazi Wenduli, Registrar of Deeds, and finally, property lawyer, Palisa Siama. And as always, we're taking your calls. The number to dial is 86 Let me take your call, Rebecca from Pimville. Good evening. Good evening, Michael. Thank you for taking my call. Most Thank welcome. Good evening to the panel. I have the same problem. The problem is because of uh, my father was a pensioner so they had to remove my father as the head but my brother as the head. So now my sister-in-law is like fighting me for the house because because she says even when we try to explain no, 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 the reason my brother was the head is because my father was now a pensioner. And on top of that, I was the one who paid because I was the one making it. And then when the money came out, there was a money that uh, he shot my brother and my father. So I don't know if he understood what he did or not, but after then trying to make a peace offering to her, I gave her that money, 30000 So where do I do? Where do I go to uh, to make this thing like come to an end? Well, so, so, sorry, Rebecca, I'm very confused. You talk about a bond? Yes. Um, so, so uh, okay, no, I have a garage, so they had to take a bond to uh, to build uh, a two-room garage. Yes. Right. So, 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 so you have, okay. So the, the two-room garage is the extension to the four-bedroom house, and yes, okay. Yeah. And, and 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 you, the property was not registered in your father's name. It was registered in what was registered? Was it the bond registered in your father's name? In, in your brother's yeah, name or the yes, house? Yes, they didn't give my father a bond because he, uh, he's a, a pensioner now, so they ah, had to take my brother. I see. And, so, okay. All right. Yeah. So, for convenience, in order to get the bond, in order to, to do the erections of the two room, the extra, the extra rooms outside, they, they had the brother own the property so that he can secure a bond. Yeah, that, that, that's exactly what happened because you cannot be a bondholder without being the owner mm. of a property. Yes. So, the property was transferred to the brother mm. and there was a mode of transfer and um, I guess it was a sale because now but the problem with this issue is that they did that for convenience yeah and then it means there was some lending that was that happened yeah. with the banks which wasn't supposed to happen then it becomes a problem because then it means Somewhere along the line, there, there was um, a fabrication of fact, yeah. and it would make and it difficult to reverse yeah. it. Yeah, I think I think it's a it's, it's a bit of a difficult one. So, you know, perhaps take legal advice. Let's take another call, Gabelo uh, from Pimville. Good evening. Hello. Good evening. Uh, I have a problem with uh, uh, actually I have an RTP ho- house in Dobsonville built uh, under Tubelisha Homes. And uh, I got the, the, the title deed, and when I, when and whenever I inquire, they tell me that uh, uh, there is something missing there. Cause uh, well, I wanted to have all to, uh, all the letters and everything come in my name. Mm. They only come with uh, the letter is written, the address and everything, and then on top there is this 
creation DEV that is written and that's making it difficult for me to 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 have everything uh, placed in order but but but, but let, let me just get it right quickly Cabello. Um, so this is what uh, the, the things that are coming from uh, for minis- uh, electricity municipal rates and taxes that kind of thing coming in a different name yes they're okay. coming in this uh, all right cool. uh, Got you, got you, got you, Gabriel. Let's take uh, uh, Tabiso from Bupilong. Good evening. Hello? Sorry, Tabiso, your line, I'm afraid, is bad. Tulani from Ogdeen. Uh, Michael and the MEC, good evening. Good evening, sir. Uh, just a quick one. You know, we, we know very well that government resources are fresh. So my question to the MEC is, it's probably a national crisis, if I can put it that way. What is the plan? Because you find a situation whereby a person owns a government uh, house in Johannesburg and has a government house again in the free state. What is the plan to deal particularly with that with that problem? Sort of a, a synchronizing, so, so, sort of so, sort of having a, a, a clear look across provinces to make sure that one person doesn't sit with a lot of properties. I think that's a very good question for, for the MEC. Uh, Ma Mochana from Protea Glen. Good evening, Michael and the MEC. Hello. I've, I've got a serious problem. Ne? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was born in Soweto and we had a house there during that time of apartheid. And then you still remember there was those uh, so my mother happened to be one of those people who was taken out of the house. So we have a permit. We don't have a title deed. We've been trying to fight for the house, but we it, it into a thing. Eco Central Western Jabav. Okay. And or, or, or permit, got the you know? permit, okay. yes, sure. permit it in. All right. And then we are now left with we are three. We, we were I, I got you. twelve of us. Yeah. I, I got you, Mama Chana. Now let, let's deal with the, with, the, with the first question. Um, um, he uh, Gabriel was saying that he's got a title deed, but the municipal um, rates and taxes and like correspondences are coming under a different name. Is that a problem? That mm-hmm. is not a problem mm-hmm. at all because usually, remember, rates and taxes it's a consumption account. Yeah. So whoever occupies the premises will have the name on the on the letter, sure. but it doesn't affect ownership. Of the property. Spot on, spot on, Gabriel. I think you don't have a problem. Uh, we're not, we're not right. Yeah. Let me just ask about the uh, to you, uh, Miss Nduli, uh, uh, about the yeah. permit. Yeah. Uh, oh, he, okay. She says that they've got the permit, but they're having issues insofar as ownership. All right. Let me just start with also the first one. What yeah. he just needs to do is to get a copy of the title deed and go to municipal offices to update their records, and yeah. then that's yeah. it. And then with regard to the first one, I think the person has to uh, the caller has to inquire from human settlement to find out how far are they with regard to their processes of issuing of title deeds because they need to appoint a conveyancer from their side, do the verification and all that before it comes to the deed office. But is a permit not something good enough? I remember when, when we first moved to Orange Farm, late 80s, we were given a permit and that was good enough. Is, no, is, that, is that not good enough? Not at all because right mm-hmm. now we're fighting for rights 
mm. ownership mm. because remember it's it's a right to occupy right mm. and we are moving but, but from what's the weakness in a permit make me well, the weakness is is that yeah. you don't it, own it's a lesser so, right, right. A, yeah. Yeah. yeah you just have yeah. a, a permission, permission just to occupy it you. cannot be mortgaged it cannot be bequeathed you cannot do anything with yeah. that but, but then yeah. ownership it's a right that could be mortgaged yeah. with the title deed you can participate in the economy of the yeah. country you can list the property and all that but with the permission to occupy you cannot do all that yeah, but yeah. I mean, just to add that all black people yeah all black people in urban areas were given permits not titles yes mm. so, so so we start from there right, right? everybody was given a permit mm. a permit to to be in johannesburg yes mm. under section 10 1a or b yeah. right that's it so black people were not citizens right um in the first place because they were assumed to be citizens of pandustans yeah or that they're coming here to work when they get old they've got to go back to the you know labor reserves and so on mm. so the, the the concept of a permit came in that way however when nelson mandela by the way we're celebrating 100 yes we yes. celebrate nelson mandela because this is the spirit that is bringing us bringing us here all the time indeed he then took a decision that whether you had a permit or not, just declare that that house is your family house or is your house. And, uh, and, 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 and once you have declared, you'll be issued with a title deed. Now, that's what the, most of the people in old townships have benefited after on Mandela's title deed transfer program. Mm. However, in, your case mm. in, in Orange Farm and you are a victim of apartheid as well. Because even <laughs> even yeah. Orange Farm before 1990. I love to keep from crying, but yeah, yeah no, certainly also. Your mother got a permit, not a title deed. Mm -hmm. Now you are a, a a client of Nelson Mandela for mm -hmm. you to 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 get your title as it is. And I think there are many properties now in Orange Farm that are, are beginning to be transferred mm -hmm. in full in full titles. However, you must remember that. Um, African women, no matter how many children they had, when the husband died, the Bantu Administration Act had taken a decision that the woman cannot be the owner of the property. Mm -hmm. And this is the consequence. The case of uh, Mamuchana, mm -hmm. Mamuchana is, the, is the consequence of discrimination of women mm -hmm. in this country. Now, but it did not just discriminate black people. Yes. It also discriminated women very, very, very badly and painfully. And I think if they've got a permit, they've got the right to go to the Department of Human Settlement and declare this and say that we were dispossessed of our inheritance mm. by the apartheid system, but we still have the permit. Um, so what are you government now doing to redress? And, and I think this is almost like somebody who can go to land restitution yes. and say that I have been dispossessed. I, of I think Mamu China is, is, to, is quite ably helped. So there, there is another question that was specifically you for you, MEC, and that is, you know, the problem of somebody having an RDP house in Johannesburg, having an RDP house in the free state. Is there anything being done to address that? In the early days of our democracy, mm. there, was, there was a lot of, pre, pre, you know, prevalence of this kind of practice, pure corruption mm. and double dipping. Mm. And that's the reason why the Department of Human Settlement, just called housing, by that time I think uh, Minister Mahanyele um, is the one who introduced number one, that you've got to stay eight years in the house before you can get into a transaction. And then it sort of, you know, developed into 
as a human settlement system. It's called housing subsidy system. Earlier it was called Nomvula system. I don't know why they call it Nomvula, if people can still remember. And that was a program of ensuring that if you have received the house in Credoc, you cannot come to Johannesburg and, and claim the house again. We now have housing subsidy system. It's called HSS. It's the single most able IT system that is able to link you for Home Affairs, SARS, Department of Labor. And, and we don't talk enough and, about and that. it MC. takes you out. You cannot, you cannot claim that you are homeless when you've got the house in Port Elizabeth. Let me see. We don't talk enough about, about the subsidies. I think there's a, there's a lot of information out there about RDP houses. And I've, I've, in, in the last six or seven years, I've had fragment, frag, fragmented conversations about subsidies. And, and I don't think a lot of people know about this. Tell us about that. Any South African, now mm. Section 26 of the Constitution provides for housing as a right. Mm. So that's, that's a fundamental right. Sure. But it's a second generation right in a sense that it, it, has, it needs to be progressively realized mm. within the available resources at the disposable, at the, at the, at the, at the what is it, at the ability of the state mm. to provide you house. So it's a right. Mm. However, um, uh, uh, that right is limited to people that cannot do things for themselves. Yes. So policy as it stands, it says, if you have got absolutely no earnings, and you are over 18 years of age, so you are an adult, you qualify to apply for an RDP, and so-called RDPR. Subsidies. Okay, or, or for a housing subsidy. I want to know now, about the Now, it's between zero and 3,500. Okay. Per okay. month. Household income. Oh, okay. Per month. Yes. Right? If, if you if you earn in zero to 3,500 per month, you qualify for a so-called low-cost housing. Mm. Free. Sure. All right? But anyone who earns more than that um, has to make a means, uh, either for partial, you know, subsidy, and so on and so forth. And that's why Human Settlement has got different products. We now have a finance leak individual subsidy program, which has now increased from 3,501 rand to 22,000 rand household income. This was in part what um, I think Minister Sisulu and Mr. Togo Sokwale, when the ministers, ministers of housing and human settlement respectively, uh, tend to address what was called the gap market. Mm. The people that are excluded by the banks, they don't qualify for bonds, they don't qualify for RDP houses. And this were new entrants in teaching, nurses, mm. uh, supervisors in the factories, mm. and so on and so forth. They were completely excluded and they could not be able to get the houses by any means. Policies now catering for this. So housing subsidy system caters for people such as those that are called the gap market. And of course if we are over to two thousand rent, you are assumed that you can actually afford and you can make arrangement uh, for yourself through the banks, uh, you know, to build your own house. The rapid land release program is one such product where we are saying we're servicing the sites now. And we're giving this gap market the responsibility to build houses for themselves. So it's another And, and I like that because that's how Orange Farm started. I mean, um, it, it, was, it was just you give and stand and people have built. I know many years later, um, RDPs came into play. But I thought that was quite a good initiative where people, you know, because I think sometimes people are not crying for give me a house. People are just saying give me a land where I can build. This is actually the spirit that we are now, you know, instilling amongst the people of South Africa that um, you know we need to move uh, steadily away from 
the situation where we expect government to do everything. Yeah. 22-year-olds to 18-year-olds are looking for houses. Mm. We, we are saying that this 18, 22-year-olds are supposed to be demanding free education, correctly so, so that they can go to tertiary institutions, to, um, uh, you know, um, technical mm-hmm. colleges and acquire skills and employ themselves so they can build houses of the size that they need. Mm. But unfortunately, our system has created... And, you know, an intended consequence of a good policy that creates dependency, you know, culture. We are now saying, let us look at, for instance, the people that have registered for houses since 1996. Mm. Uh, These are the people that are about 60, 70 years of age. They still don't have houses. Let's look at those because they've paid their tax for the nation. Mm. And then we can look at other generations that comes after those. But hopefully, as the time uh, progresses and people's life, you know, improves. More and more people will be able to build out themselves houses than it is the case now. But that is dependent on the economic growth and improvement of the quality of lives of people. Thank you very much, MEC. And also, let me uh, say my uh, apologies to everybody that's called. We we did have quite a number of calls that we couldn't take simply because there's just so much information to to go through and uh, we, we we unfortunately couldn't take but i mean um i i do get a sense that this show must be done again let me say my thanks to all my guests uh, mr dikhang uhuru mila he's the mec for human settlements mec thank you so much for joining us thank you my brother it's a pleasure and uh, as well as to you Ms. Yama, thank you so much for joining us i look forward to to many more calls i mean this is you know a, as a lawyer you can you can certainly expect a lot of calls from us i know that you um had a, much more to say Thank you so much for the invitation. <laughs> and, and, and to you, uh, Menduli, thank you so much for the Registrar of Deeds. Um, and I think um, we, we, we talk very little about what your office does and, and perhaps we'll get to know more as, as we engage and, get, and become acquainted with one another. Thank you so much. Okay, you're welcome. And to you, the Afropolitan, I hope that you've been enlightened and I trust that you've enjoyed the show. For me, Michael Maternan Bill, good evening. Rewinding, Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.